This is it, the finale to episodes of American Gothic season one. This is episode 12 and episode 13 combined. Episode 12 is Madam X, episode 13 is Listler's mother, and big question, were your predictions correct? We'll tell you if ours were coming up right after this. You're tuning into the destination Woo! for TV superfan <laughs> discussion, After Buzz TV. And now. That's Let the buzz, buzz begin! begin. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> Guys. This is it. Our yes. final two episodes. Gabriel brought us some bells. We are ready to go. Yes. Hey, guys. Yeah, as always, Double G on TV. Thank you for joining me on this incredible journey. <laughs> Gabriel just jumped right in there. Yes. And I'm, I'm Zoe Hewitt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe Said What. That Zoe Said What. And thank you. I know so many of you are already in the chat. We are yes. really excited to discuss these final two episodes. Yeah. We were slow watching because we kept pausing and I kept saying, can you believe we, that? We couldn't take it, guys. You know, <laughs> we were in it. shock. Uh, by the way, all the fans all week, all day today, especially contacting us on Twitter. It's it's got to be Sophie. It's got to be this. There was somebody who told you that you can have a shocked face like a cat today on Twitter. <laughs> that would have been you. Oh, almost, almost. <laughs> Zoe, what did you think of that episode? That whole two-hour block. The two-hour block was shocking in some ways, but we were halfway through, so we were one hour in, yes. and I called it. So. I don't know if it counts that I called the killer, which at this point, you guys, you've, you have to have watched. So, mm -hmm. Sophie, I think that when I called Sophie, I'm not sure if I get credit considering we were already one hour into the two hours. Uh, okay, I'm going to give you this. I will give you, out of two points you would have gotten, you get one for calling it before it actually was revealed. Only if I get one point, because technically one of the people I predicted in our last episode was actually involved. I don't know that I can give you any points because you've been holding firm to Garrett, who is so innocent. Hey, I... Okay, yeah, so, go ahead. let's get going. First, let's get through some of this recap. And yeah. I think the best way to do it is to just talk about it more in broad chunks. Because Definitely. we're getting really, we were at the end, we've got the results. So rather than going through in too, too much detail, yep. we will go that way. Especially because we also have two episodes, you guys. So it's a lot. There so, was a lot to look for. <laughs> so basically where we start is where the last episode left us and that's the family the Hawthorns are at home they realize that there are little effigies of them dead in the dollhouse in their own house and everyone is running around trying to figure out what to do Brady says hey come on down to the police precinct with me you guys are the only ones who know what SBK looks like let's get a sketch going so we have Madeline and Garrett both cooperating they do sketches that look completely different from each other but the police and Brady's on it and they find they have the bones basically we find out that SBK had a rod in his leg so they start going through hospital records to find out who could have possibly gotten the rod in their legs during this time frame and uh, because Garrett had seen what they called Bridget's cross mm -hmm. which is an Irish cross I guess um, on SBK's chest, they were able to narrow it down, wondering if perhaps that cross was for a specific Bridget. It was Bridget Martin. So we find that now we know who SBK is. John Martin, we have his wife, and it turns out he has a daughter. So let's pause right there. At that okay. point, who were you thinking might be the daughter? Because we knew she was out there. Okay, to be honest, just because I felt like they really wanted to get us from left field, I think I joined a lot of viewers in thinking it was going to be Naomi. And um, they pushed that one. I know that everyone, I, 
I just couldn't see who it eventually was because she had felt so on the periphery. She seemed to go in and out. I was still holding on hope for somehow Allison got looped back in there. I'd, or Tess, because we have mentioned if there is one who's not technically a Hawthorne, it would be Tess. But I did not. I was holding off hope, but the signs were there going down the stretch of who it was. They were, and that's what a lot of people are saying in the chat right now, too. And I think we were also, for a, maybe a brief second, we did both think it was Naomi. And right. then I was off the Naomi train pretty fast. But mm. I was on that Sophie train pretty quickly, and I didn't get <laughs> off at that point. Uh, okay, on a scale of 1 to 10, 10 being fast, you were about 7. So not slow, but you were moving with purpose towards Sophie. <laughs> I was moving with purpose. That is definitely true. So um, as we moved with purpose through the episode, we have um, Cam and Jack, who wind up at Sophie's apartment mm-hmm. because... Cam says, hey, let's get out. Someone is clearly targeting targeting us in the Hawthorne house. Let's get out of here. They go to Sophie's, which is an interesting choice, considering at this point, Jack and, and Cam are really estranged from Sophie. They've got an attorney. They're doing no custody, no visitation. Sophie is out. But that's where they go. Sophie finds them. She locks Jack, excuse me, she locks um, Cam. Cam in the bathroom and takes off with Jack, who goes a little nuts. But Tessa calms down. She gets things in there. They go to a convenience store by tracking Sophie's credit card. And they do track Sophie and Jack down to an aquarium where they find the pair. They take Jack away. And Sophie says, just please don't let him forget me. So at this point, we didn't know. We didn't really have an official inkling that Sophie was potentially uh, the daughter, the SBK daughter, and accomplice, which is key. So what did you think when Sophie said, don't let Jack forget me? I thought that that was, they were really just trying to bring those characters back into the arc. I think what you have to recognize is that of all the characters, we knew in the promo Madeline was going to end up in trouble. But let's, it's hard to say that all four of the siblings plus Madeline were going to all be in the same room at the same time juggled with the SBK killer. So I figured stakes have to be on one of the other family members in some way. Otherwise, they just feel like they're too inactive and it's the season finale. Mm -hmm. So I didn't think anything at all. I thought they're pulling on our strings because Jack is the character that he's entertained us. He has weirded us out. (laughs) That, you know what? Okay, if something's going to happen, Jack is the one at stake. Okay, I'm with that. Meanwhile, SBK mystery is happening on the side. So I still wasn't hooked on um, Sophia's SBK's accomplice yet. At that point, I think I was considering that something was up with Sophie. And I think what tipped me off is specifically when she said, don't let him forget me. That, I don't know why, but that stood out to me in particular. That it was more than just, he's my son and I won't get to see him. It felt a little more final to me. I hear you. I think there's three things that when I really break it down, identify as why wasn't I hooked on Sophie. The first one, she hasn't been a real key character in a lot of episodes so far. She's been there, she's been around, but she hasn't been center stage. Secondly, they were really pushing Naomi, and I know I'm not the only one who thought, man, how did I miss that? And then third, let's be honest, we've been so pushed, it's got to be a Hawthorne. One of the Hawthorns was betraying the whole family. I feel like that's what we were setting up for. So when you take all those three things into consideration, it's completely fine to say, nah, it can't really be Sophie. Mm -hmm. And then that's where the surprise came in. And yes, Miss Zoe Hewitt, Zoe, okay, Zoe saw me say what? (laughs) 
I feel like I need to ring the bell because I really like how you were trying so valiantly just now to justify all the reasons that you didn't think it should be Sophie right up until it was. Let, and that was some really nice justification there. It's like sports. You No matter what happens, you don't just take the L until the last second. <laughs> well, this is true. And uh, we actually got a lot of questions wrapped up pretty early on in yes, the episode. Um, Allison confronts Madeline at home with lots of things. So we get the official answer, some of which we knew as an audience, some we didn't. So we find out that Madeline, yes, she did kill Jennifer, the reporter. She kept one of those bells. So if you recall from very early in the season, um, they found a lot of bells in the shed. This was Cam, Allison, and Tessa. They found bells in the shed. And Madeline said she disposed of them. Well, she didn't. And uh, when they're getting actually a new alarm system put in, they find this box that had been hidden. So that's what has Allison put it two and two together, that Madeline saved a bell. She killed Jennifer. It also makes Allison wonder about what was going on with her dad. She realizes, hey, you were the only one who was with dad in the hospital. And so she put that together as well. And, uh, you know, so basically... Madeline fesses up, at least, to these things. She doesn't the only... try to skirt the issue. And the other thing is that she also, when um, Allison asked about Gunther, and if you recall also from early on, he hung himself. It turns out that that was something also that Madeline orchestrated. And she says Gunther had cancer and was dying, and he really wanted his wife to be taken care of. So that sums up some of our earlier questions about what had happened and yeah. if she's going to fess up about it. I think the biggest thing to take away, obviously the two mysteries, they did leave it open. Madeline did not kill Miss Canby and she did not obviously frame herself with a bag full of bells. But it all goes back to how Madeline justifies it to Allison. It was all for family. It's because of me that me willing to take these steps that you're now able to become mayor. Mm -hmm. And we saw how key that became in ep the second episode of the two-part finale. But I think that's the one more than... Madeline confessing, I feel like that's what we were supposed to get. That, like, it was all about family. Every little thing that's happened was all for family. And I think there's supposed to be something a little creepy about that because I think it's can you relate to it almost, the steps you're willing to take. And I think that's what they were trying to push it. Maybe it got lost for me as far as feeling that real tension with everything going on. But I think that's what we were supposed to really get from that scene. I think there's no doubt that. Madeline was all about family and I think that that really stood out starting in the episode where we saw her mom and it was clear that she was all about her family and then you're right in this episode too in these two episodes joint we really find out that she's doing everything for family she even confronts Allison with it later and says you're just like me and Allison says no wait a minute I'm not but what's interesting is also that Madeline's life is really starting to unravel in these two episodes because we have Everything that she did was for her family. And then we have Garrett who says, you'll never be around my child. We have Allison who says, you're dead to me. You'll never be around my children. Then this is happening with Cam. So mm -hmm. it's continuous that everything that she has worked so hard to stack up and put together is completely crumbling around her. Yeah. Metaphors, ladies and gentlemen. It's amazing. <laughs> well, we also got that great metaphor when Jack was watching the um, information, the documentary, I guess, yes. about the jellyfish, jellyfish. In particular, when it was talking about regenerating and how it will continue to regenerate. And that's like this family continuing to regenerate, which, of course, means even more once we find out that Sophie is SBK's accomplice because Jack really has it from both sides. I mean, dun, dun, dun. That was... It just became shocking, you know, and I think that they, I, I will say this, one of the things we've been looking for is pacing. 
we've been waiting all season personally in my opinion but finally season finale they just moved it like a freight train and i love that what are our fans saying in the live chat We've got a lot going on in the live chat. We have people, uh, Elena Davis, who, of course, yes, we got our Phyllis sighting, which was great. And I, she when survived. that happened, also I said to Gabriel, there she is. <laughs> hey, I thought she would have taken her cat to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> and we have Renji90998, who is also thinking maybe if there is a season two, that it'll be um, a jump in time when Jack is older. That because, would be of cool. course, we can't have a show without Jack. Um, but yeah, right now we definitely have a lot of questions answered in this episode. Thank then you we for also... watching, everyone. <laughs> and then we also have Naomi who came back in. She'd been missing for a while. And uh, we have this relationship with Allison where she says, where you can tell there's still something between them. And Allison is also saying, I tried to get rid of you to help my relationship, but it didn't work. And then there is this moment where we wonder if Naomi is actually the SBK accomplice or somehow tied in because Allison goes missing. But lo and behold, she's actually out at the dock trying to broker some sort of agreement with the, with the dock drop with the dock workers. And I don't know why that was so hard to say. That word dock worker, I guess, is a tongue hey, twister. We're in right shock now. from that season finale. It's all good. <laughs> so it turns out that actually Naomi's on the up and up here. Okay, she didn't actually leave Boston. She was trying to stay close to the Hawthorns. Well, not no, the Hawthorns. Well, okay, Hawthorn, one, one Hawthorn Okay, in you start with one and then you infiltrate the whole. Uh, that worked for the real SBK accomplice. And yes, so that's why I was still like, nah, it can't be Sophie. I've been saying all day it can't be Sophie. <laughs> okay, well, can I do the big reveal? You Well, I... Well, okay, we know the security, I don't know, I'm the not sure one what... who knocked on the door, and then that's when I was like, oh, man. <laughs> right. Yeah. And and so, um, actually, so we've got also Allison dumping the bells at about 37 yes. minutes in, and that's actually where we also spotted, if you're keeping track with the portraits and that each episode is named for, that's the um, Madam X portrait was our best guess, because that it, really, we didn't spot anything that looked just like this portrait, if you're familiar with it. Um, it's a Jarn Sargent painting of a woman who's dressed in a black formal dress and sort of looking off into the distance. So that was the closest we could come up with in the episode. Mm -hmm. And to be honest, then even in the second episode, you guys in the chat, maybe you caught it. We did not catch the Whistler's mother at all. It's supposed to be an older woman who has like what looks like almost an Amish bonnet. She's sitting in a chair and um, we did not see it anywhere. So you guys let us know where well, that was because... Uh, I was going to say the only thing, we didn't even really catch a glimpse of maybe Sophie in the rain when she was uh, the she was driving the car for her father when they first came to the Hawthorne Manor. Okay. I thought that might be it. Did I maybe miss it? It was so quick. Uh, no, it's not no, in the rain. The painting, the painting is a woman yeah. sitting. Well, that's what I mean. We would have seen her maybe in the car. But no, okay, so we missed that one. I, get, I just did too. And I, um, I guess I'd missed it also because I was trying to think, wait, did I see it? Yeah. And also for Madame X, another one I thought, could it be Naomi kind of standing assertively in Allison's office at the end of the episode? And I don't think so. No. So we have then this also really weird spot that doesn't probably need a lot of discussion, but this great moment, I guess, where Madeline goes to the mausoleum. She pulls out Mitch's ashes and she's stashing money in a passport there. But then she's at home later and she's using the ashes as fertilizer. So I just kind of loved that scene. It didn't really further the story. It didn't do anything in particular, but it was just this weird, quirky scene that I did love. 
They had to remind us it's called American Gothic for a reason. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> and then, uh, let's see. So we've got also um, Brady, who's really piecing things together quickly. And once they do realize, okay, Bridget was a person, they know they're looking for SB, they know that the accomplice is most likely SBK's daughter, so John Martin's daughter. So they say, okay, let's go out to the graveyard, let's go to the cemetery, because maybe that will help. And it's while they're at the cemetery, and I saw those cherry blossoms, so I am giving myself a brownie point here, and I connected the cherry blossoms. Sophie, of course, has a cherry blossom tattoo on her neck and upper collarbone area, so Brady caught on to that also, and he noticed it as well. So that was our final tip-off. If we hadn't caught on to it before that, that Sophie, yes, she was the killer and the accomplice. And she winds up going to the Hawthorne house where Madeline is and uh, says she wants those photos of Jack that Cam has. And then she somehow like disappears into the house because there's another knock at the door and that's where Phyllis comes from. <laughs> I know, uh, Gabriel, you were so excited to see Phyllis, but so sad she didn't kick the bucket. It's 13 damn episodes. How'd that lady survive? <laughs> <laughs> I know, you did not think she would make it. I thought she wasn't going to make it through the pilot. <laughs> <laughs> so, I, mean, I can't be the only one, guys. And I have to say, but I think they did really well in these two episodes is that they really gave us a lot of answers. The only person we didn't seem to see was Tom. And I know someone asked about that in the chat, too. We didn't see that either. Like, where is Tom? He just disappeared off the face of this earth on this in this episode. I mean, maybe his wife found a way to blackmail him out of her life or something like that. Well, it's... by the end, he, she's clearly happy with Naomi. So yes. something happened. But it's funny because they gave us everyone else. Christina made a return. Sophie, of course, had to make a return. Even Phyllis, who was not that big of a character overall, yeah. made an appearance. But Even Dana. Dana. Dana came out. That's right. She got her boat. She finally got that boat she wanted. <laughs> the only person also who I expected to see, yeah. I don't know, tell me if you did too, was Madeline's mom. And I think a lot of people, like we've been chatting with you guys, you know, in the comments on YouTube, on Twitter, everyone thought she had to make another appearance because why else was she just there for that one episode? But I, I guess it was supposed to illustrate the depth to Madeline. I thought she might show up again. I mean, for the heck of it, it's season finale. I even thought Sadie might come back for Jack and, you know, they did... <laughs> You know, weirdness would ensue, but yeah, there were a lot of characters to get through. We did get, I think, the big question solved. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you think about it now, we did forget all about Dana and her boat, but now that they address it at the end, I think it worked great. It was good that she got her boat, yeah, and, and that she made a nice little comeback, as did April, the nurse, who it yeah. felt like we weren't going to see again, but Cam got a happy ending, which is so to speak... <laughs> But I know that's the sound effect if we ever needed one. But did um, you do that on purpose? No, I didn't. Oh, I realized that I was getting to happy ending. So I gotta say, I'm gonna miss Wednesday, Zoe. <laughs> likewise, likewise. So let's wrap up then, really, where sure. we were with all the characters, because I think. Oh, so I yeah. suppose then let's wrap up with our big finale in the finale so yeah. that's what happens at the house so sophie is there she kill madeline has a private bodyguard a private security company that's been hired mm -hmm. uh sophie does away with him russo's his name he's killed she comes back down she does tie madeline up so she's setting the tableau again for another sbk murder cam actually comes in because jack says oh i really basically he misses his mom so 
Cam comes back to get the bear that has Sophie's voice recorded on it. Mm -hmm. And while he does, Sophie does find him in the house. She handcuffs him to the dead body of the bodyguard. And meanwhile, she spills the beans to Madeline. So we get a lot of questions answered that basically what had happened in Sophie's childhood was that she and her family were in an accident. Her mom was not doing well in the hospital. She spent five weeks having a couple surgeries, but because they weren't a wealthy family, her mom was pretty much ignored. And when they discovered what was wrong, it was septic shock. It was too late for her and she didn't make it. So at that point, Sophie says she and her dad both sort of cracked and they decided that they were going to basically start at the top. They looked at the big donors of the hospital and that's what spurred spurred these killings along. And it was interesting, too, because she was the one who was after Cam. And she says to Cam, too, like, I loved you. I was willing to put all this on hold. I realized I loved you. I realized I loved Jack. But now that you're kicking me out of Jack's life and your life, hey, I want my revenge. And she does away with Madeline pretty fast. Um, okay, I said this when we were watching it, the killer versus the killer in that final scene. I actually was expecting a little bit of a struggle. I didn't think that Madeline... Um, I was going to just get re- tied up and taken out like that. But it was definitely an intense scene. And I think we've been waiting for a big punch all episode. And we got it. It was crazy there. Um, for you, I know for me, just when Sophie's explaining and they go back through everything, Miss Canby, the way she was all, the way it made it seem like Cam was always watching Sophie. Sophie was actually the one always watching Cam. And all the little clues, and they all piece together. And mm-hmm. I thought about all the times I said it was Garrett, and I just, you know, congratulations, ah, congratulations, Internet, you won. <laughs> That's right, you did not win this round, but there will always be another mystery ding, show. Ding, <laughs> But I think that they did a very nice job wrapping things up, yes. and there was some conversation about this in the chat as well. Of did you feel bad for Madeline? I didn't. What about you? After everything, and when you see just how cold-blooded it, she was, I think it's just uh, comeuppance for everything mm-hmm. she'd ever done. I didn't feel bad. Uh, you know, I tried to think about it. It's like she did it all for family, and yet this person who brought a new member of her family into it gets rid of her. I just never felt it. That's not to say that Virginia Madsen's performance wasn't great as playing someone just cold-hearted. It's just Madeline, the character... It just felt like a perfect ending just for everything she'd done. Mm -hmm. I agree. It felt like it had to end that way that she couldn't in the world of the show continue. She had just killed too many people. And we also got a great explanation about the bell, which we hadn't been given before, which I really liked. And Sophie says that the reason she and her dad placed that bow, bell, not bow, bell, the reason they placed the bell next to the bodies is to represent that help was so close, something they could have called for help with, and yet so far away, they couldn't quite get Mm. there. And we also get the information that her dad was also an artist. So in this very creepy way, they also saw these murders Tonight, I cannot talk. It's all they good. saw We're... these murders as setting a scene. They really did see it as a piece of artwork. I was going to say real quick, um, wide shot. Can you reach That's right, that? We have... oh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, no, but it was definitely, you know, um, back to normal, obviously. It was definitely very interesting, and I think it's very, it's very good for that serial type of show because Mm -hmm. you want to know what makes these bad guys tick 
And I think the explanation for the belts, it all worked out really well. I think the nice touch about them, no pun intended, it was really brilliant. And I think, hey, that's the kind of thing we've been waiting for. And I actually wish we'd gotten a little bit more of it earlier because I think it would have added so much more spice to the show. And it's just such a fun ending, though. Yeah, I liked Sophie as the killer. I thought it was a really good reveal. It was like, it didn't feel like we were let down by having someone outside of the family because she had been so much a part of the family and as Jack's mother as well. I guess uh, I have to disagree on that point because I feel like everything from just the original promotion of the show, it's going to be a Hawthorne. A Hawthorne is the one who is part of the whole, the big villain not a sideshow not a copycat and that part okay because the surprise was done so well it i was okay with it but i feel almost like was i let down after all that build up that's something i'm still kind of on the fence i would have almost still wanted them to maybe throw out tess isn't actually a hawthorne and that's how it all started so yeah i think the surprise a plus the fact that it's not a hawthorne just a B. <laughs> okay. I think that yeah. I was satisfied having Madeline and Mitch as killers, even though, like you point out, they were essentially copycat killers. Yeah. So it didn't bother me bringing Sophie in. Right. And then we get a wrap-up for everyone. One year later, before the one year later, yeah. I should say, that um, Allison does get elected mayor after all this. Right. But she does find out at her uh, big celebratory speech that at the campaign headquarters that... Um, she her mom died so you can see tessa like with the The juxtaposition right so you can see tessa with the tears there as allison's giving her victory speech and she realizes as well at the time so one year later we get everyone at the beach the whole family comes together which is really nice we see them all interacting they're together again they had said earlier tessa was feeling bad because um she felt like the whole family saw her as fragile and weak that it all started with garrett trying to protect her And Cam had told her, no, it's that you're the glue that keeps everyone together. So it was nice to see the glue there and everyone staying together. And then we get this great speech from Allison. Not a speech, I guess. She's giving an interview because, you know, one year later after she's been elected. Oh, can I add one quick point um, that I feel very important? Remember in the first episode exactly how awkward it was when all the Hawthorns finally came back together in that house. Mm-hmm. And now the beach scene, just how organically nice it was to have them all. I feel like that's what they were really trying to push into us on the beach scene. And just that one, I realized, you know what? That whole crazy journey, and they did finally become just about as normal as they're going to get. And I think that was very well done as far as bookending the story. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I think that suddenly they were together. Exactly. It wasn't awkward and uncomfortable. Well, we get from Allison a big reveal now. So this is the last twist in the Hawthorne story. She had put together two and two before any of us did, and that Sophie was the killer. She noticed that the wallpaper that Sophie painted into the paintings in her apartment matched the wallpaper in Mrs. Camby's house, the blind lady, who it turns out had taken care of Sophie when her parents died. So she put two and two together. She called Sophie and said, hey, I can basically get you thrown in jail, or why don't you do one last thing for me? And she hands Sophie the remaining bell, because if you recall, she had thrown the bells into the water. That was at about the 37 minutes in where we saw the Madame X painting in the first part of the episode. And so she did save one and basically orchestrates her own mother's death because she says, 
hey, why come after all of us? There's really only one person that you want who actually killed your father. Now, that is cold. <laughs> it is. But then I love just the way she said is that I think my mother would be proud. And when you think about it, mm -hmm. Madeline did everything to put her family higher status, move them up in society, make them this member of the elite. And Allison did what she had to to maintain that status. And I told you, you know, at first it seemed like Allison, she wanted to take maybe dad's spot. That was another red herring. It was actually mom she kind of took after in the end. And that was just, I mean, like chills. Yeah, she was definitely... And it's interesting also because we had that a little bit when Naomi came back and she was struggling with should she go to the police and Naomi said to her, hey, there, it takes a certain type of person to be a politician, essentially is what she said. Sometimes you have to be a little bit cunning and that gave Allison her answer and that's what we've seen time and time again throughout this season and that's what we got at the very end too. She was cunning. She got rid of her not just her competition, really, for someone who, I guess, like her mom could have, yeah. everything could have folded around her because of her mom, but she also got Sophie off her back. I mean, she turned a lose-lose into a win-win. That is, <laughs> by the way, in uh, Juliet Rylance's performance, you looked good doing it, all those scenes with Naomi and uh, Jennifer Wyndham. That, it's, it was just a very cunning ending and just to see kind of almost that, shift from someone who we thought was maybe becoming lighter and warmer to becoming just this dark individual mm -hmm. that i gotta say i would have loved to find out what happens in season two personally <laughs> well season two i think like someone also mentioned um in the chat as well that if a season two did happen it would be completely different so well, this would be the sort of equivalent of like an american horror story where each season is completely different and um, I kind of want to know what happens to Jack, though. Not going to lie. He was really <laughs> creepy at the end of that one. <laughs> he was. And I really did like how the writers did this. They really bookended things. You're right. Like we had the family coming together very awkwardly at the beginning. Now we have them together at the end. We have at the beginning and throughout the season where Madeline's doing everything for her family. And at the opposite end, now we have Madeline losing her family. Not obviously just because she dies, but because each of her kids are realizing they're pulling away. So... I like how we really have that sort of point A to point B with all of the characters and all these storylines. No, definitely. Even Tess and Brady, who they seem to be fraying apart in the middle, they finally come back together. They have a little daughter. Um, I think the biggest thing, you know, when you think about how is Jack doing with uh, now Cam in April, that's probably the only one that seems to have the big question mark over it. But like we just said, great little bookend. And uh, as difficult i think as it was to see how they were growing throughout the season when you look back at it as a whole i like the progression because i feel like you know they did go through all that to reach that point and it makes sense now that we're at the end whereas in the middle i didn't think i was going to see it so i think that was very well done as far as telling this story of american gothic yeah i think that they they really wrapped it up nicely, and we've certainly had fun talking about it. We have. It has been so much fun talking about it with all of you every yes. week in the comments, in the chat room, on Twitter, on social media. So remember, if you like this, don't forget to hit that thumbs up button. If you're listening to us on iTunes, you can hit that five stars. You can review us. 
Thank you so much for joining us for no. 13 episodes of American Gothic. Yes, we have had a you. great time with all of you. No, thank you. Um, you know what? I th we had never hosted a show together. When I met you, it was uh, for the first episode. And you know what? I've had so much fun getting to know you, Zoe. And I just, I hope we get paired up for shows again. All the fans who reach out to me saying, it's Phyllis. What do you got against Phyllis and the cat? Why do you keep thinking it's Garrett? You guys have some funny tweets. I read them all. Thank you for reaching out to me. Um, you can find me on the Blind Spot after show starting next Thursday. So, yeah, I'll be around. But thank you guys for joining us on the journey. And where can everyone find you on social media? As always, you can find me on Twitter at double G on TV. And I'm Zoe Hewitt. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Zoe Said What. That Zoe Said What. You can also find me on YouTube at Zoe Hewitt Hosting, where I would do a weekly movie analysis show. Thank you again so much for joining us for this season's American Gothic After Show. Take care. Bye-bye. Thank you, guys. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other after shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal.